0: Hey listeners. How's it going? Just getting my uh, getting my recording stuff set up. Um, yeah. So today I, I figured I'd go back and uh, I'd try and play one of the uh, one of the text adventures which I've left behind because it was too it was too tough at first. But I, I reckon actually I'm going to give it another go and give you guys the full experience. So just bear with me while I get stuff set up. I'm back out here in the shed. I need to get my uh, microphone set up and all this Hello. stuff. Oh shit! Anyone in here? Hello? Yeah, hi. Who is it? Uh, experimental scientific equipment salesman. Would you like to buy some heavily discounted experimental scientific equipment? Experimental scientific equipment? Well, uh, well, how how discounted? Uh, like ten bucks each. Oh, all right. Um, like what kind of equipment? Uh, today I'm selling personal corporal transposers. Personal corporal transposers? Yeah. Uh, it, it literally swamps your body for just someone else's body somewhere else in the world. Oh, that's yeah. You just get full body swap. Why would I want to do that? For sexual reasons. Oh yeah. Okay. Cool. Oh wait 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 wait. Full body. So I get my whole body. Does the brain change as well? Like, do I get the person's personality? I don't fucking know, man. All right. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'll take one. All right. All right. Cool. You gonna pay cash? Yeah. uh, Wait. Did... Did you come through the house to get here? Yeah. Uh, alright. In, in the kitchen, on the bench, there's my wallet. There should be a $10 note in there, alright? Alright, done. Here. Catch. Oh, alright, bye buddy. Okay, cool. See ya. Oh man, okay. Cool. So I've got this experimental scientific equipment. A corporal trans transpositor, he said? Okay, well I got to do the Let's Play now, but I'll, I'll just put this over here for now on this surface next to my laptop. Oh shit! Looks like the button engaged. Oh well, I don't have time to deal with that now. I'll, I'll look at it after the Let's Play. Here we go. Ha- 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 Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, how are y'all how are you doing, doing today? today? This,
1: this is Bassam H, and you're, and you're listening, listening to Bassam H's, H's Let's Play, the only, only video, game video game Let's Play podcast. podcast. Where I don't actually play the game in front of you, but you still listen to me talk for a certain amount of time, and and no one really gets why. But, you know, here we are, and uh, we're taking a crack at a game that we've tried before here on the show, on Bassam H's Let's Plays, um, called Starcross. Starcross is a text-based adventure, so I think that fits perfectly, but last time I played I couldn't really wrap my head around all the shit that I was supposed to be doing. And it just, it, it was fun to listen to, I'm telling you. It was fun to listen to, but not a lot of progress was made. And um, I've taken it as a personal challenge to show you what the game can be like. Um, I don't know if that's going to be much better or whatever, but I kind of consider myself a Starcross expert in one way, or at least a, am very good at text-based adventures, because my grasp of the Australian language is just so powerful that I, I really don't really have issues when it comes to this stuff. Last time was a fluke. We're going to see if we can do it better, okay? Last time I played, I was playing through a website, DOSBox, which is sounds German, but it's not. Uh, DOS is an old system, um, and... It's not really compatible on Chrome and it kind of gives me crap when I try and play it. So what I did was I downloaded the game and I'm mounting it to a like emulator kind of thing. and it's all text. It's really annoying. It took me a long time to figure out. but here we go. We're gonna load st- st- starcross. b and um, I hit enter. boom. Starcross interlogic science fiction copyright. 1982 by Infocom Inc. All rights reserved. Wow, already, already on uh, on a great start here. Much better than last time. Let me see. So, I'm going to be reading out what it says, and then I'm going to be telling you what I'm going to be doing in response to it. And hopefully, we progress at least a little further than we did last time. I don't know if this is going to be a one-time thing or if it's going to be like a continuous thing, but You know, join me on this journey, and uh, potentially we can we can really have a fun time. Okay, so here we go. Um, I play a in this game. I play a interstellar miner, or at least in the same gal, maybe the same, maybe the same solar system, but a miner of uh, black hole matter. Um, Black holes are. Uh, very interesting. So they can range from multiple sizes and they can exist for as until the end of the universe or for minuscule moments at a time. They eat themselves up and then disappear. But potentially the matter at the be- entry uh, or the center of it is very valuable in this universe. So I have bought the Starcross. OK, um, it's my personal ship. I bought it from a sweet old lady. Uh, a few months ago, and then after doing some minor repairs and getting the computer up to snuff, um, we're we're on our way. I kind of sunk my life savings into this, and I haven't really been lucky yet. But you know, this is a lucky ship. I can feel it. So we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and and uh, and and you know try our luck in the universe, so to speak. So right now I'm sound asleep in my bunk aboard the deep space black hole prospecting ship Starcross, operating out of Ceres. Okay, so Ceres uh, is, I believe, one of the moons of, uh, I want to say Jupiter, just because I think that has the best odds of being correct, but it might be a Saturn moon. Um, but just as my sleep comes becomes deep and comfortable, an alarm bell begins ringing. Listeners, it's already, it's already happening. It's the mass detector. Instantly, I awake. This hasn't been a profitable trip so far, and I don't even have the cash for repairs. So this could be the break I've been waiting for. There you go. That's the intro. That's what it tells me. Um, Living quarters. I, I am in, it says, you are in the bunk. This nook is your Spartan living quarters, containing only a bunk and a bureau. The only exit is to starboard. There's a tape library here outside the bunk. So first thing, I am lying down, so I need to get up. So I'm going to type get up. You are on your own feet again. The alarm bell on the mass detector is ringing stridently. Okay, so I think that the uh, first quest here is to figure out why the alarm is going off. Um, It's the mass detector, so that's nice. But uh, let's get this library. So get tape library taken. The alarm bell on the mass detector is ringing silently. Okay, great. Um, So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go east to the, or starboard to the bridge. So I'm going to type SB, bridge. This is the control room of the Star Cross. There are exits labeled arbitrarily port, starboard, and out. The ladder exit, uh, ladder being the out one, I guess. Uh, Oh, yeah, that obvious. The ladder exit has a heavy bulkhead, which is closed. So I can't go out there. That's like space, I guess. My ship's... Okay, your ship's computer does the routine tasks of navigation and life support. A control couch is mounted before a control panel and a large viewport. Okay. The ship's registration is affixed nearby. I know what it's called, obviously. I don't need to check that. Now, it says your mass detector essentially... uh, Or essential... Well, Sorry, listeners... Your mass detector, essential in the search for black holes, sits to one side. On the detector are a red button, a blue button, and a small screen on which something is displayed. The alarm bell on the mass detector is ringing stridently. Okay. So, what we're going to do is we're going to turn off the alarm because now I'm up. So, press red button. The alarm goes silent. Great. Um, And then I'm going to check the master detector screen uh, read screen. Now, a master detector. The mass detector. Sorry, listeners. Um, the mass detector is interesting because what it does, black holes have a very high amount of mass, even though they can take up a small amount of space. Uh, and that's why they have such strong gravitational pulls. But anything with a dense mass might show up. But typically, when if it's, if it's really, really massive, that's the only way that it will go off in the mass detector. So I'm pretty excited that we've tracked a black hole at least close by. So the display reads mass UM28. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm going to get... I'm going to also press a blue button because I want to save this. The mass detector produces an output. I'm going to say get output Uh, taken. Great. So um, inventory... I'm carrying a mass detector output and a tape library. So UM-28, very important. So that is kind of a mystery as to what to do with that. Luckily, in my Starcross game manual, second to last page, it shows a very nice chart. And the chart uh, will tell me the coordinates of where UM-28 is. So that's, that's pretty nice. I don't have to read 40 pages. I can just go to the second to last page and figure out a problem that I struggled on for hours last time it seemed like. Just just millennia really. Just a drawling long arduous cacophony of of reading, you know. Um but uh okay, so let's go to our chart here. Uh I see UM28 and it says the R is 250, the theta is 45, and the phi is 178. Now anyone with 3D navigational experience like me knows what this means. R is radius, so that's gonna say how far away from my specific point in space it is. So it looks like maybe 250,000 miles or 250 light years maybe, I don't know. And then the theta and the phi determine the angle in the sphere around me in that uh, 250,000 mile sphere that it's supposed to be at and um, exactly what angle so that I can go to that specific 3D point. If you're imagining a big circle in the air and you're in the middle, a big sphere in the air and you're in the middle, uh, the R says how big that sphere is and then the theta and phi help you find the exact cross section, the exact point on the end of that sphere. Um, And that's really what I was having trouble with. So uh, what I'm going to do is now I I know the coordinates. So I'm going to tell the computer the coordinates. Now, my computer isn't very... I mean, it's pretty smart, but it's missing a few components, uh, one of which is the actual auto-navigation feature. So I have to tell it exactly where it is. It's not connected to the mass detector. So I'm going to say, Computer, R is 250, comma, or period, sorry theta is what did I say 45 um, and Phi is 178 as according to the graph in the back of the book uh, okay it says R is set theta set Phi set lights blink furiously and this is the computer talking Lightspring furiously for a moment the computer speaks Sequence for intercept of mass con- concentration is programmed and ready please confirm new navigational program I am waiting Uh so I'm going to I'm going to confirm it so uh I'm going to just type confirmed confirm uh, uh I I guess I say computer con- oh yeah Confirm. You sound rather positive. Okay, so it didn't get it. Computer, comma, confirm. Thank you. New navigational program will initiate in fifteen seconds. There will be a course correction burn of fifty-three seconds duration. I advise you to fasten your seatbelt. Oh shit! Sit. Uh, so sit. I'm on the control couch. The couch has a seatbelt, which is unfastened. Fasten seat belt. Click the ship's thrusters. Oh, I don't know if that's time-based or if it's just waiting for you to sit and fasten, but uh, it says click the ship's thrusters, spin it into proper uh, attitude. Maybe that's supposed to be altitude. Uh, And then the engines begin their course correction burn. There are significant Gs and not a little vibration. Fortunately, you are securely belted in. Great. So really... The next thing is, this is a long distance, okay? So we have to wait a while. Even when you're traveling at high speeds. Through space, there's a lot of space. So we're going to just hit wait. Time passes as you journey toward your destination. You're headed towards a bright, bright star-like object. Okay, so I can see it in the distance. That's nice. Perfect. All right. So let's, uh, I'm headed towards there. So I guess I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep waiting. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so wait. Time passes as you journey toward your designation. The starlight object now shows some shape. Okay, so let's wait some more and see what that looks like. You're approaching a huge cylindrical asteroid. Okay. The computer says telescopic observations reveal the object ahead to be extremely regular in shape. This is not your usual asteroid. All right, so he's got some sass. He's got some attitude. I like that. Maybe my computer voice is not quite... Uh, you know, uh, indicative of what he actually talks like, but that's alright, I like the voice. Okay, well, I'm still approaching, so I'm going to hit wait again. The asteroid is unnaturally smooth, but there are surface features on it. Okay. The computer remarks, I detect low-level scanning taking place. The radiation is not dangerous. I think we may be getting into something more than we expected here. Alright, this is obviously not a black hole that I'm headed to. It's some kind of a ship. Oh boy! But they're scanning me. It can't be too bad, I guess. Um, let's say. I mean, I didn't see any guns, right? So let's say wait. Filling space before you is an enormous artifact, more than five kilometers long and about a kilo a kilometer, kilometer 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 in diameter. How do you say that? Because I always say uh, kilometers with an s, kilometers. Um, but if I'm talking singular, I say kilometer. But that's obviously wrong, right? It should be kilometer either way. Like, I say kilogram. I say kilogram, I don't say kilogram. You know what I mean? Kilometer? Kilogram? Why, well, who distinguished that one sounded better than the other? It's a little strange, right? So, anyways, it's more than five kilometers long and about a kilometer in diameter, okay, so that's pretty big. Regularly regularly spaced around its waist are bumps and other odd protrusions. You cannot see the aft end, but the fore end, which I think is the butt, sports a glass or crystal dome. No, four four should be four should be like the front. A glass or crystal dome, almost a hundred meters across. 100 meters, so that's a tenth of a kilometer. Obviously, I'm from Australia where we use meters and kilometers constantly. And I'm a, I'm a science vessel commander, you know, so I obviously know the universal measurements. But, but, uh, but, you know, if that doesn't ring for you, it's 300 feet is the glass dome that they're talking about for those dumb Americans. There's a brief burn as the ship matches course with the artifact. Okay, so we're matching. You're hanging in space about half a kilometer away from the waist of the object. The star crosses. Engines shut down. The computer speaks. Program completed. We are being scanned by low-level radiation awaiting instructions. All right. At this point, I feel like we could run, but they haven't done anything necessarily dangerous and now we've matched uh, you know so I guess we'll wait and see what they do so wait as the object rotates below the features of a different area become visible through the viewport this is an area with a blue dome near the dome is a spherical object which just might be a spaceship it's held down by silvery ropes okay so maybe that's like some kind of escape pod so there's a blue dome I maybe you have to remember that later okay Um, Let's wait again, because it's still rotating. Uh, As it rotates below, the features of a different area become visible. This area has a yellow dome. Okay, so it's like weird domes, bumps. Um, The surface of the object here looks damaged and scorched and is littered with tangled debris. Cool thing about space is you're the only gravitational object. So if you explode or part of your ship comes off, unless you move away from it, it's coming back at you so it's like kind of being its own planet earth and the debris is like its own moon moons um but i guess those can like stick to your hull so you kind of have to like push away from it i guess or travel to a new location or else you can risk further damage so i don't know if they were stopped like and they're not able to travel Maybe that's it, but the but the what I what I thought was maybe a uh, escape pod is still there. So okay, well let's see. So let's say wait again. The object rotates below. Different feature. This area has a green dome and a long silvery spaceship tethered nearby. Some different kinds of ships. It seems like. Hmm. Um. So okay, all right. Wait. Let's say wait. Oh, this is a long one, listeners. So as the object rotates below, another feature. Okay. Below is an area with a red dome, which has no ship near it. Uh Uh-oh, I know where this is going. Suddenly an odd protrusion near the red dome splits open, and a huge articulated metal tentacle issues from it at great speed. Oh, it's going to get me. It approaches the ship and delicately wraps itself around the hull. That's a good word. Oh, you're slammed against your seat as the tentacle accelerates the star cross to the artifact's speed of rotation. Inexorably, your ship is drawn toward the dome. When you're a few tens of meters away, three smaller tentacles issue forth and grapple the ship solidly to the surface of the artifact. The large tentacle retreats into its housing, which closes. All right. You are disoriented. Now that you are attached to the artifact, which is rotating up and down, have taken on new meanings, okay? Uh, Your sense of balance tells you that your ship is clinging to the underside of some enormous object, and if you aren't careful, you'll fall. Up now refers to the center of the object, down to the immensities of space. Okay, so I'm kind of on the underbelly of this thing, and it has some kind of artificial gravity caused by the rotation, probably. So, all right. I guess I guess what do we do now? I guess uh let's let's explore. So let's uh unfasten the seatbelt. Unfastened belt. Click. All right, and uh get up. You're on your own feet again. Mm. I'm going to look around. Maybe the directions have changed. Uh there's a control room of the Starcross. Your ship's computer does the routine test of navigation. Mass detector Sits to one side. Something is displayed. Nothing really changed. Okay. Um, Look port. Uh, Look east. Uh, Look east. Spell out east. Can't use the word east. Um, Look starboard. Can't use the word starboard hmm look up I'm trying to see if there's anything that I should know I don't understand that sentence what look up don't understand alright well I'll tell you what let's go I'm I'm kind of I have to like reorient my head here let's go first off let's go east because I need something storage this cubicle is used for storage the only exit is to port hanging on a rack is your spacesuit Get suit, all right. Uh, Oh, a safety line hangs on the wall. Get line taken, both taken, great. Let's go back west, we're on the bridge, and let's uh, open the uh, inner airlock. So open inner door, there's two. The inner door opens, great. Uh, So we said the out airlock. This is the airlock of the Starcross. The inner door is open and the outer door is closed. Neither door has a viewport. Okay, so it's just steel at this point. Um, Close inner door because you have to seal it off. Inner door closes. Now I'm in this little room. Uh, Wear suit because I'm expecting to be... Okay, so you are now wearing the space suit, breathing internal oxygen. Open outer airlock. Here we go. Uh, or wait, that didn't work. Um, out the outer door is closed. Oh, open, open outer door. The outer door opens and air rushes out of the airlock. All right. Um, out red dot. Oh, you exit gingerly, climbing up, quote, in quotes, to the surface of the artifact your magnetic boots hold you down securely as you hang upside down. Great. So, red dock. This is a docking port color-coded in red. All around are strange protrusions, one of which could be a hook for a safety line. Okay. Um, uh, the surface here is metallic, but gets stony further from the dock. On one side... On one side, and it says down in quotes, is your ship tethered to the surface of the artifact by thick silvery ropes. On the other up is a large dome with an airlock. A round metal sculpture or relief covers part of the airlock door. Okay, It's made up of thousands of tiny hexagonal columns which extend various lengths from the surface making a three-dimensional representation. You can examine it more closely for details. Okay, so um, let's let's examine. Exam- oh, I can't type. Examine sculpture. A closer examination reveals that there are exactly 10 circular bumps or columns on the sculpture. The first is large and centrally located. The second through 10 are smaller and scattered at various distances and orientations. As you go outward from the large bump, in the center, there are four small bumps. Okay. Two, oh, okay, it's listing them. There are four small bumps, two rather large ones, two medium-sized ones, and then a small one again. Okay. So it says, so there's 10 bumps in the middle of the bump, so centrally, there's a big bump. And then everything else is scattered around it. I think this is the solar system, right? So I think the center is supposed to be the sun, soul, um, and everything else is. Uh, everything else is kind of. It's the other planets. Okay. So what does it want me to do? Let's. We're from Earth, right? So let's do the. Let's do the fourth bump right because the sun is the middle and we're the third third rock from the sun yeah okay so press fourth bump enter a tiny column made up of only one hexagon appears at about the same distance from the center as the first large bump okay um and then okay so let's push Push, column, push, column. The sculpture flattens out completely, except at the former location of the tiny bump. Okay, where a hexagonal rod of black crystal is extruded. Um, Okay, get black crystal. When you take the black rod, the airlock door opens. Okay. Okay, so... So we can go into the other ship now. In, red airlock. This is the main airlock of the red docking port. The inner door leading up to the interior is closed, okay, um, and the outer door leading down to the surface is open. So that's where I was, okay. So um, let's. So it's kind of the same as my ship. So we're gonna close outer door. Door outer door closes. Air rushes into the airlock. Okay, open inner door the red inner door opens okay Uh, take off suit you have removed the space suit the air here is quite breathable and slightly sweet okay i'm not dead so that's good all right so um let's uh, go up it said up is the kind of the exit out of here so up red hall we are now in a red hall This is a wide room with corridors um, leading in four different directions and a ladder down to the airlock. Oh, that's where we were from. The lighting is poor as though the lights were worn out. Halfway up the walls, excuse me, halfway up the walls are planters full of wilted plants. So this ship has probably been here a while, guys. Um, It seems like their navigation or their thrusters or something was damaged. Um, and they're kind of just floating in space. Maybe they're on autopilot, and the computer grabbed me to try and help them. Maybe that's why there's two other ships that were strapped. Ooh, it's kind of like, I think it's like they the ship is automatically trying to find someone who can help. Okay, so the lights are worn out. Planter's full of wilted plants. Okay, um, so it goes in f- all directions. So... Let's go north. How about that? North, N. This is a long, dim corridor that intersects what looks like a ring corridor. Okay. Overheads are not very bright. The plant growth is feeble. Okay. So we're in some kind of a ring that we have to navigate. Ooh, this is getting complicated, listeners. I hope we don't get lost. Uh, Let's pick a a random direction. West. Room on ring two. The ring corridor here has an exit forward to a large open area. Uh, there's fresh dirt scattered about and an acrid smell. Why does it say forward? Why doesn't it say... Why doesn't it say to the north? You know what I mean? Like, that... That just makes more sense to me, listeners. Like, starboard is great, but then you tell me it switches, but you don't let me... You don't aid me in a way of picturing it. You could just say, uh, this has exits to the other all over the place. It doesn't even list exits. All right, well, let's go north. Um, Zoo! Okay. This is a port to starboard corridor lined with small cages. The bars of the cages are bands of force detectable only by slight shimmer they produce in the air and are non-working on most of the cages. Uh Uh-oh. A few cages are still on and contain the dried up carcasses of strange animals. So, Probably we won't have to worry about it because it's been so long. Man, what happened on this ship, guys? This is kind of a uh, kind of crazy. Well, let's uh let's see. Let's go east. Nesting cage. The force projectors here aren't working, but the cage is nonetheless inhabited by many creatures who resemble crosses between a rat and an ant. Oh my god, there's rants or Ant rats. Rattants. They they are multi-legged with chitinous shells and pincers around their mouths. Oh my God. But they have long rat-like tails and sparse tufts of hair. Some of them are armed with tiny spears and walk precariously on their hind legs. In one corner is a large mud and stick nest. Oh my God. The nest is constructed of all sorts of odds and ends, including a red rod the rod is embedded in the mud near one of the entrances of the nest. Okay, I need to get that rod, obviously, because I have the black rod or crystal something, so I need to get the rod. That's pretty clear. Ah, fuck. Um, I don't have any weapons. Inventory. Inventory. I'm carrying a black rod, a spacesuit, a safety line, a mass detector output, and a tape library. I don't think I need a f- throw library at nest. The net smashes into fragments and the rat ants stop dead in their tracks. They frantically evacuate the nest and immediately begin constructing a new nest at the opposite end of the cage. Rat ant babies are being carried across the cage and warriors watch you suspiciously. Oh my god. Oh my god. This is like a sentient thing that's evolved on this dead ship. It's taken like scavengers and colony creatures and combine them and that's how they survived and they have they have sentience they've made tools it's like our version of cavemen oh my god and i've just destroyed their home but i did i was panicking (sighs) okay well i'll tell you what let's get the get library because i want that back taken great get Red Rod Taken Okay Oh I need to get out of here guys I don't want to stay here for long Because they're they're watching me So I'm going to go we- back west to the zoo And uh, back south to exit the zoo So now I'm back on the ring of uh, Ring on Wait Room on ring two Ugh. Not the best explanation Not the best way to say that guys Alright let's go west again Let's go the other way Blue Hall. Oh, okay. Um. The the okay. Blue Hall, the junction of a wide fore aft court. I I sorry, listeners. I kind of pause because I try and read things in a story like manner, and what I try and do is pre-read them, kind of kind of quickly go over it so I don't stumble too much over my words because I feel like I will do that too often if I just kind of blurt it out. So I hope that's still. I hope that the the sacrifice between narration and um, quickness is, is kind of leveled out for you. But we're in the blue hall. So we've changed area of sec- uh, section of the ships. The junction of a wide four-aft corridor, four-to-aft corridor. So it goes from front to back. And a smaller ring corridor. There is some dirt on the floor, freshly scattered. Okay, okay. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say let's go south. A ring corridor joins the blue hall here. There's an entrance, presumably for the blue docking area below, and also a way up. Okay, okay. Uh, let's, uh, let's open, uh, if I can type open, no, open inner door. The blue inner door opens, okay. Um, down blue airlock this is the main airlock of the blue docking port there's an inner door leading up to the interior is open and the outer door leading down to the surface is closed so this is another ship that was taken so i'm going to i'm going to do that so close inner door open outer door and should i put on my suit nah fuck it the blue outer door opens. Okay. Uh, and let's go, down, or let's go uh, down again to the blue dock. Okay. You're viewing this area color-coded in blue through the first of several transparent bubbles connecting the dock with a large spherical object tethered by silvery ropes. The blue airlock dome is behind you and the spherical spaceship is aft of here. There's a hook by the airlock. Okay. Um, let's go aft, I guess. Bubbles. All right. There's a, this is a series of plastic bubbles connecting the blue airlock with a spherical spaceship docked aft of here. The bubbles are made out of thick material, which is nonetheless transparent. Oh, it's like, um, it's like a tunnel that's made between the ship and the, and the, and the port so that you don't lose oxygen between them. Okay. So let's go aft again. Oh, this is a long one. Spherical shift. So I'm, in the spherical ship, You're, or, or maybe not, you are within a huge bubble transparent from this side. The interior is crisscrossed with wire webbing so that an agile creature could move around using only the wires. Uh-oh. Objects are stuck in the wires in various out-of-reach places. Oh, it's like all up in the rafters. The whole impression is of a rather untidy spiderweb. The connection to the artifact is at the forward end of the sphere. Crouched in the center of the sphere where the wires converge is a creature resembling a giant spider. A closer look reveals that it's not an insect, but a multi-leather, multi-legged, endoskeletal mammal. Exo is outside, so endo is inside, so it's like us, but with with legs, a lot of legs. It has huge eyes and an impressive An impressive grinding teeth. Ugh. It grips the wires with many tiny fingers and gazes at you with almost hypnotic intensity. That's scary. That's scary. Um, okay. The spider draws forth an object from a wire clump. He fiddles with it and a voice issues from it. Oh, greetings, creature from Earth. Are you afraid of me? Come closer. I won't harm you. Oh, my gosh. And it continues on the next paragraph. The spider tells you his name is Gorthok Tun Besnap, or something more or less that. Like yourself, he landed here to explore. He failed to control the artifact before it left his system and has been stranded here for centuries? Listeners, this is like an immortal being to me. And I've gotten further through it than him. He sighs. It's, not, it's getting a little boring. The other inhabitants of this place are not too stimulating. The computer was some company until it, uh, until it malfunctioned. When we began to approach your system, I got excited. A whole new culture to learn. The end of boring, boredom, for a while at least. I fed your... And then it hits more. So I'm going to hit enter. I fed your language to my translator from your radio broadcasts and have eagerly awaited your arrival. He grins broadly, a fairly horrific sight. Oh my gosh. Is he, is he like messing with me or? I'm going to look, look around. Okay, so Spherical Ship, all the same stuff. Gaze at you with hypnotic intensity. The spider sidles along the wires towards you. He asks your views on the Luna City Manifesto. Oh, he's interested in, like, our history. He just he just legit is bored. I guess what's a few centuries to an immortal being? He can be a little bored, right? He'll figure it out. Okay, I'm going to give him a gift. I'm going to say give library. This library has been a fucking business. To the giant spider. Okay. The spider examines the tape player and discovers the controls. A random song begins playing. Agitated, he fiddles with the controls again. oh And a lecture begin, begins. He becomes even more agitated. Oh. Oh, agitated might be a good thing. He says, what a wonderful gift, human. This will alleviate my boredom for a while. Your culture is young, but you have amassed enough of interest to keep me sane for a few more years. I thank you. Oh, Okay. So I feel like if I didn't give him what he, if I didn't, you know, satiate his mental hunger, I may have had to satiate his killing hunger. He fishes in a pouch and comes up with something. Perhaps you may find some use for this. I long ago grew bored with such baubles. He tosses a yellow crystal rod at my feet. Okay. Okay. Boy. All right. So get yellow rod taken the spider oblivious to all else is fiddling with the tape player every so every so often he makes a happy little noise great listeners i've 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 made up for my potential genocide or at least like exodus of the rat ant people and kind of made this spider guy's life easier i feel like in centuries in tales of of you know, 10,000 years from now or 1,000 years from now, the rat ant people will be talking about the great exodus, the mass exodus from their home when an enormous uh, an enormous being uh, from another world threw, just like launched uh, a thunderbolt at them basically and, and destroyed their home and they had to heroically fight it off. Their warriors heroically fought it off. As, they, as the mothers and children created a new nest uh, on the other end of the planet kind of a thing, you know? Kind of these uh, myths begin in truth kind of a thing. I like to think that. But the spider is like what I would tell myths about. Like what if I get home and I'm telling him about this spider person and it's just, oh my gosh, you know? Who knows? Who knows? Boy. All right. Well, I'm gonna keep going. Let's see. Let's go. Uh, let's go. Uh, let's go north. Or, I guess four. Yeah. Let's go four. Four to the bubbles. Four to the blue dock. Great. Um, and then go up. Blue airlock. Okay. Open outer door. No, I guess it's close outer door. Close outer door. Uh, Close outer door Let's try that again The outer door closes air, Air rushes into the airlock Okay, open inner door Blue inner door opens Great, 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 great Let's go up again Blue hall Let's go up again Oh I climb a vertical shaft For a considerable distance The shaft opens Into a gigantic space which obviously occupies most of the interior of the artifact. Okay, so it's huge. The area is brightly lit and has an interesting geography. Oh, tell me, please. Grassland? What? You're... Okay, let me read this real quick. Wow, okay. You're standing on the floor of an enormous cylinder, kilometers in length and hundreds of meters across, Above you, and all around, is revealed a microgeography of trees, grassland, and manufactured structures. The cylinder is divided into various bands, of which this is approximately the central one, okay? Things cling to the floor or ceiling above you, and as each band continues all the way around the cylinder. So, there's multiple—so, I'm kind of in this central cylinder— and there's kind of the outer hull of the ship, center, like, further out. And there's rings. Okay. You're in the midst of a grassy plain, a sort of savanna, with warm breezes and tall grasses. An exit leads down to the outer dock where I was. Looking forward, a metal floor circles the cylinder and extends all the way to the forward end of the cylinder. Okay. Which is, which is a sheer metal wall with a crystal bubble at the axis. Okay, so I'm probably going to go there. Looking aft, the grassland becomes more and more densely forested. The aft end of the cylinder is totally obscured by into- impossibly tall trees. A herd of creatures not unlike unicorns crops grass in the distance. Wow. It's a whole new world, listeners. We just stumbled across this ecosystem. Not only do we have a sentient rat species, but we have friggin' unicorns. That's crazy. That's crazy to me. Okay. Um, Let's go go south. Thin forest. Okay. This is an area of small trees and shrubs blending into a more imposing forest aft and into grassland forward. That's a weird way to say that. Let me reread that and try and make sense of it. This is an area of small trees and shrubs blending into a more imposing forest aft and into grassland forward. So aft means behind. Okay. So we're we're getting away from the forest. Strangely, there's a metal hatch cover nearby among the shrubbery. Ooh, shrubbery. I do love a shrubbery. Let's open. Uh, let's do let's open metal hatch. The metal hatch is now open. Great. Great. Go down into the hatch. Repair room. Ooh, okay, this repair room is taken up by two large pieces of machinery. Okay. Left mouse has a symbol depicting the emission of rays beside a yellow slot. The other machine bears a symbol in three parts. The first two parts in black are a solid block and a fluid level. Okay. The third in red is a series of parallel wavy lines. I don't know if this is meant to confuse me or help me. Besides it are three diagrams. Under each one is a red slot. The first diagram shows four single dots equally spaced around a six-dot cluster. Holy shit. The second shows two eight-dot clusters in close proximity. Okay. The third has three singular dots equally spaced around a seven-dot cluster. The only exit is up from the stairs. There is a metal and ceramic square here. Boy, Uh, I say, uh, let's just get metal and ceramic square. Metal and ceramic square, taken. Metal and ceramic square, you've already taken it. Oh, okay, so maybe I just had to type metal uh, or square, and that would have done it. So when I put and, it tried to think I was doing two commands. Oh, that would be nice. Like, I could just type everything that I want to do. That's cool. Okay. So... There was a yellow slot and I have a yellow rod. Um, So let's say put yellow rod in yellow slot. The yellow rod disappears into the slot. Okay, that was good. Okay, let's look at the other one. So I have a red one. So the other, okay. The other machine bears a symbol in three parts. Two parts in black are a solid block and fluid level. Oh, okay. So it looks like it looks like what do you imagine like a gasoline tank? Okay. Um, the third the third in red is a series of parallel wavy lines. The other bears a symbol in three parts. The first two parts in black are a solid block. Oh, a solid block and a fluid level. Okay. So maybe that's like armor and gasoline or something, fuel, petrol, sorry. The third in red is a series of parallel wavy lines. Beside it are three diagrams. Under each one is a red slot. Oh, okay. So we have three diagrams, three slots. The first shows four dots equally spaced around a six-dot cluster. Boy. Okay, second shows two eight-dot clusters. Two eight-dot clusters, okay, so there's like a cluster here and a cluster there in close proximity. Boy, I do not know what to do with it. Uh, This is something to do with repairing, right? So let's say put red rod in second... Second red slot, because there's three slots. Put it in the middle. The red rods disappear into the slot. You hear a subdued hum of machinery coming to life. Okay. So I've powered something on. Okay. All right. So I think that's all that there was here then. Yeah. Because there was a yellow and two large machines. The left one had the yellow slot. The right one had the red slots. That was easy. Okay. That was that was easy maybe I don't know, I don't even know let's go up back to the thin forest, um, okay and then let's go uh, north back to the grassland and down back to the blue hall, okay let's go I think um, uh, we were going east this time east was the red hall okay great, uh and north also red hall this is all places we've been to listeners so. Uh, I'm just kind of retracing my steps. And then let's go east. So the east is Green Hall. It joins a ring corridor. The plants look healthy. Oh, okay. Let's go north again. Green Hall. Plants are well tended. Oh, that's weird, but okay. Great. Let's go east. Room on ring one. Okay, so we're on another ring. A passage leads aft from this point on the ring uh, corridor. Okay. So let's go south. Aft. Okay. Okay. Computer room. Ah, Listeners, we're making so much progress. This is the main computer room. The builders of this ship were obviously still wedded to large mainframes. This one fills the room, and it is 30 meters high. Holy shit. There's an over-large switch at eye level and an access panel below it, which is closed. The power seems to be off. So it's a cartoonishly large uh, switch at eye level okay Um, and there's a panel below it so let's say open panel because it's not working so let's open the panel opening the access panel reveals rack upon rack of metallic cards there's one slot that has no card in it oh shit oh you know what in let's see inventory inventory i have a metallic square Ooh, okay, put square in slot. I think that's right. The the card slides snugly into the slot. Okay. And then close panel. Oh, not with two ends. Close panel, enter, closed, great. Um turn computer on. Oh my gosh, the light in the room come on, The lights in the room come on, and there is a deafening boom noise as the computer starts up. The main display blinks twice a, re- a bell rings, and a gold rod falls from the output hopper onto the floor. Moments later, a previously unseen enunciator panel comes on. I don't know what an enunciator panel is, probably to help you enunciate things. Boy, okay, but it's another it's another panel. Okay, the panel has three banks of four colored lights. Oh, no, another puzzle. Three banks of four colored lights, red, yellow, green, and blue. The first is labeled with a symbol of the emission of rays of the lights underneath. The red one is flashing, and the yellow one is brightly lit. Okay. Yellow one is brightly lit, maybe, because that's what we did. The red one is flashing. The second bank is labeled with a stylized docking port. Okay. And the third with an airlock. Of these two banks, the first yellow one is brightly lit and the other yellow one is flashing, okay? The panel also contains six other lights. Listeners, oh my God, six other lights, each bearing a stylized picture. The first four, all dark, represent navigation. So navigation is down. Engine, down. Library, down. Defense is down, okay. A fifth, picturing a cage, is brightly lit. The sixth is flickering dimly bears a symbol in three parts. The first two parts in black are solid block and level fuel fluid level. The third in red is series of parallel wavy lines. So these all go in to what we were doing. So it all connects. Okay. Well, I'm going to get golden rod, uh, get that didn't work. Get gold rod taken. Great. Look, Oh boy. When I I look, it says that the uh, power seems to be on now. So that's at least good. We're at least doing stuff. I don't know if we're doing the right stuff, but we're doing stuff. Okay, let's go north, uh, back to room on ring one. Let's go east to the yellow. Okay, yellow hall. This is the fore end of the yellow hall. The uh, uh, fore is front, front end of the yellow hall. The planters hold dry, dead plants. The usual ring corridor joins the main hall. The room is lit by an emergency lighting system. Okay. So each of the colors represents a color that we saw when we were approaching the domes of different colors. And I think the big puzzle here is get the ship working, turn on all the stuff, and be rich, essentially. Okay. Um, So I've, I've gone north. I've gone east. And now let's go east again. Blue Hall. Oh, alright. South. We haven't gone south yet. Oh, this is the forehand near the Blue Hall. Okay, so we're on like the foremost ring. Because there's three rings in that central sphere. Man, this ship is confusing. Okay, the more uh man, guys, let's go let's go west. There we go. The observatory. This is the interior part of the Artifacts Observatory with an exit to starboard. There are no telescopes or other instruments visible, but in the center of the room is an image of space in the vicinity. Examining the image, you see a tiny model of the solar system. The sun is a bright dot in the center. Jupiter and Saturn are easily discovered. The colors of the dots are not what you would expect, though, and range throughout the spectrum. A holographic projector is, in, is on one wall... Okay. Uh. Oh, it's projecting. Okay. Look, projector. Let's see what's going on with this projector. No, it does examine projector. How about that? Examine projector. The projector is a type of laser. Okay, producing a continuous holographic view of space outside the artifact. The light issues from the front of the projector and is blindingly bright. Okay. Um. Oh, 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 oh. It's like blinding. I need to like look in here. So let's say look in projector through the black rod that I got. The light is very bright, but the black rod filters it enough so that you're not blinded. It's like sunglasses, listeners. Inside the projector is a clear crystal rod, which has a prismatic effect on the light it's being emitted. Great. So get clear rod. Taken. The image display is now clear and correctly colored. Oh. Okay. Okay. That's cool. Um, look. Uh... The sun is a bright dot in the center. Jupiter and Saturn are easily discovered. Everything else is not worried, I guess. Got rid of the rest of the description. So I guess, are we done here? Okay. Well, let's get out of here. Let's go east, back to the Blue Hall. Um, Let's go south a few times. Ooh, melted spot. At this point, the corridor is twisted, and the walls are half-melted. Titanic energies have been used here, apparently apparently to blast through the armored hatch that shielded the area to port. There is a little left of the hatch now, and the way is open. Wow, okay. Okay, so someone tried to blast in here or out of here. Let's go west. Weapons deck, oh man. This is an armory of the artifact a massive bulkhead has been burned away, giving free access to the weaponry. Unfortunately, it appears that vast stock... Of futuristic armaments have mostly been destroyed. Gigantic projectors are scorched and shatters, shattered. Strange battle armor is reduced to splinters and wall racks for small arms are mostly empty. I like the word mostly. Mounted in a wall rack is a genuine looking ray gun, large and formidable with a long, ugly barrel. It's difficult to tell whether or not the gun is fully charged. Well, fuck. Uh, Get Ray gun. Taken. Look gun. No, examine ray gun. How about that? It looks like a heavy-duty model. It's got quite a bit of heft to it, and you really need two hands to aim it properly. The barrel is long and festooned uh, with strange knobs and antennae. There's a charge indicator, which is unfortunately unreadable. Huh. Uh. Okay. Um. Well, let's uh, let's do something you're not supposed to do. Uh, here's the thing. I, as a star Cross captain, I know that these... It seems like a lot of this technology is powered by crystals, okay? And really the big thing is we need to figure out where these crystals are. They're going to come into handy. So the projector was run by a crystal. This could be run by a crystal. So look in... Ray gun. In the barrel is a silver rod. Oh, okay, so I apparently put my eyes down the barrel. Fuck me. Uh get silver rod taken. Fantastic. Let's leave this place. East, north, uh, west, I guess. Oh, we're at the yellow hall. I'm kind of wandering around, but I'm also trying to just go to new areas. So this is an intersection between the yellow hall and the large ring corridor. Airlock for the yellow dock is down from here. The plant boxes are empty. The room is lit by an emergency lighting system. Great. Let's open. Let's uh, let's let's do that then. Let's open uh, inner door. Yellow door opens. Uh, go down. So now we're in the uh, airlock. Oh shit! There's nothing. There's no way out of here. But it says, discarded here is a metal bo- uh, basket with a small pocket. So, get basket taken. Examine basket. Metal basket is empty. Wow. Uh, tell you what. Let's put all rods in basket. Silver rod. The silver rod is inserted, and immediately another hole opens beside it. Clear rod. It's, an op- it's inserted and immediately another hole opens beside it. Gold rod. Man, this is cool. So it's like, is ready for the next thing. It's like a bag of holding slash organizer for you. That's cool. Okay. Close. Uh, let's close inner door and see if there's anything out this. But I don't remember if there was anything. So let's wear suit. You're now wearing the space suit. Okay. Uh, open outer door. The door appears to be jammed. There may be debris outside blocking it. Perhaps if you pushed again. All right. Open outer door. The outer door opens and air rushes out of the airlock. Okay. Let's go down. Yellow dock. This dock is severely scorched and damaged where other docks have rope housings. Okay. There was apparently a major explosion here or possibly a chemically fueled rocket attempted to leave without taking proper precautions. So someone else got stuck. And just just fucking booked it. There's a hook behind beside the airlock, entangled in the debris. Oh, this is the debris that I saw. Um, at the edge of the port is what might be a body. It's out of reach. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna try and go for that body, but I need to make sure I don't float into space. So tie line to suit, attached to the spacesuit. Tie line to hook. Attached to the hook. Alright, let's go let's go west. You crawl across the dock area, your magnetic boosts, overcoming the effect of centripetal force. The metal area they can uh, cling to ends before you reach the edge of the dock, but thanks to your safety line, you make it successfully to the tangle of debris. Among debris. You're among the blackened and twisted metal left by a huge explosion. The tentacle housings have been destroyed. To starboard is the airlock dome, entangled in the wreckage of the scorched body of a creature resembling a large reptile, almost a miniature Allosaurus, ladies and gentlemen, clad in the remains of a space, shoot, space suit, clutched in the reptile's claws a pink rod. Get pink rod. Boom, taken. Okay, I think we did what we, what we had to do here. Let's go back east to the yellow dock. Um, Untie line Detach from the hook Go up uh, Close outer door And uh, uh, Remove suit Great Open inner door And uh, There we go We're, We're back in the ship Man I think we're making good progress I've been recording a while, but I hope it's uh, worth it, because if I can beat this in one go, that'd be better, I think. Uh, so let's go back up to the ship, and let's go south along the, the Yellow Hall, which is lit by an emergency lighting system. Um, and, oh, there we go. Yellow Hall. It continues, but a well-lit passage leads starboard. So let's go there. Starboard is east. East. That's nice. This is a good way for me to learn starboard and port. Uh, So let's go east. Laboratory. All right. This is a glaringly lit room filled with strange devices, most completely incomprehensible. For example, a huge projector of some sort points menacingly at a silver globe floating in midair. Whoa, in the center of the room. The silvery globe is the size of a basketball. Beneath the projector is a dial... With four positions, okay? A thin red disc, the size of a manhole cover, hangs on the wall. A thin blue disc, the size of a manhole cover, hangs on the wall. Okay. Boy. Uh, Let's get the discs first off. Get red and blue. Taken, taken. Hey, that did work. Um. Put red disk under globe. I don't know. I feel like, are these projector things, like like color things? The red disk drops to the ground. There's an almost inaudible click as it comes to rest. It slides under the globe. Okay, so what do I have to do with the other one? Drop uh, blue disk on ground blue disc drops to the ground there's almost an audible click as it comes to rest okay examine globe there's nothing on the silver sphere oh my gosh um examine machine look again um Okay, projector. Examine projector. It is a formidable-looking apparatus that beams some sort of beam directly at the silvery globe. Hmm. So there's something to do with this this globe. Um, and there's a dial. Examine dial. How about that? The dial has four positions. It's currently set to two. You know what? Um, We're going to guess. All right, let's, let's see. Let's turn dial to four. The globe flickers out for an instant, then reappears expanded. The silvery globe is the size of four feet and seems embedded in the floor. What? So it's a hologram? Or it expands? Okay. Turn dial to one. The globe flickers out for an instant, then reappears shrunken. The silvery globe is the size of an orange. Embedded in the silvery globe is a blue crystal rod. Okay. is a blue crystal. we got to get the crystal rod. So turn dial to three. The silvery globe is the size of beach ball. Uh, All right, so let's turn it back to two. Turn dial to two and see what it wanted me to do. I think this is like you figure out why you need to do this. Um, Okay, all I have in my inventory is the ray gun, but I don't want to shoot it, so I'm just going to put it on the globe. So I typed put ray gun on globe, and it says it's now on the globe. So turn dial to four. The globe flickers out for an instant then reappears expanded. It's embedded in the floor. You hear the hum of a transporter disc activating. Oh, it's a transporter. There's a loud click and then the ray gun appears resting comfortably on the blue disc. Oh, shit. The blue rod must have been in the range of the disc because it appeared as well. Holy shit. Okay, so it like, the blue, okay, so you put the red under it And the globe kind of expands, so anything on the globe, on the red globe, like, gets transported to the blue one. And the dial just is radius? Oh, well, let's turn it to one, because I want to get everything. Turn dial to one. Okay, and then let's just say get all. Silver sphere, it won't budge no matter how hard I try. Okay, blue disc, the stuff on the disc falls to the ground, taken. Blue rod taken, ray gun taken. Red disc, my load is too empty. Beam of energy, what a concept. Projector, not bloody. Likely, dial a valiant attempt. Okay, I think I want the red disc. So let's go to inventory. Um, Put all rods in basket. Okay. And then let's say get all and see if that worked. My load is too heavy. Um, inventory, let's drop safety line. Yeah. Uh, let's drop the mass detector output, drop output, get all, my load is too heavy, get or drop safety line. Do I need that? Get, get disc, get red disc. We're going to figure this out. Get red disc. Taken. Okay. So now I can, now I have stuff. Boy. Okay. I think we figured this room out. Okay. Uh, Let's go out of here. West. Uh, Let's go south. South is the end of the hall. Uh, It's lit by emergency writing. Okay. Yellow Hall. A small metal contraption about a meter long and a half meter high enters the room. Its guidance system, two dish antennae on the front, circles quizzically. A power antenna juts from the rear. On top is a small tray. It cleans the floor as it goes, humming contentedly. All in all, it looks like nothing so much as a mechanical mouse. Great. That's great. Okay. It's a little, it's a little mechanical mouse. Whew. Let's go west. This is This is kind of crazy. Green hall. Typical ring corridor. OK. Let's say south. or Yes? Wait. Maybe. where Where did I come from? Let me think in my head again. So I, I exited, going west. Then I went south and west. Let's go west again. Actually, let's let's drop a red disc. I doubt I'll need this. There's an almost inaudible click as it comes to rest. Okay, so it's like it kind of sets itself. Okay, let's go uh, west. Red hall, lighting is poor. Um, let's go north. Red hall, planting plant boxes are empty. Let's go north again. Red hall. Let's go. Uh, I guess east. Have I not been east? Let's go east. Oh my gosh, listeners, you are going to flip your shit. It says, outskirts of village. What the fuck? This game is huge. This is the edge of a populated area, growing denser as you move starboard. Starboard, uh, as in port starboard east. Um, primitive huts line the corridor, which is blocked ahead by a palisade built of mud and wood. Wow. An open gate guarded by several spear-bearing aliens leads into the structure. A small crowd of aliens has gathered to watch you. They resemble human-sized weasels. Their bodies are thin, flexible, and covered with several colors of hair. They're all sizes and ages, and the stronger ones are armed with spears, knives, and other nasty hardware. They gesture in a way intended to show friendship. And then in parentheses, they bear their huge razor-sharp teeth. Okay. Um, the smaller ones are hustled away but almost immediately begin to sneak back. This is adorable. I think uh, there's this thing where, like, there are some animals you're not supposed to smile at because it's baring our teeth, and they don't understand that that's supposed to be a smile. They just think that that's us getting ready to, like, growl or fight. Um, so I think it's interesting that they've also adopted the smile. Um so I guess there you go. Boy. Okay. Let's let's go into the village. Village center. Um the section of the hall is filled with primitive huts of various sizes. They're so close they almost form a single layer, single large Warren with many entrances. Sorry. So it's like a, like a communal almost, but with walls between them. Um, they The only way to continue down the corridor is through this warren. Many aliens are milling about of all sizes and colors of fur. I don't want to go looking around. I'm going to hit wait. Time passes. Time passes. Okay. Okay, that's interesting. So from down a passage between the hovels appears a large, almost all-gray alien. He, uh, weasel alien, probably. He is dressed in the tattered remains of a spacesuit of alien manufacture. Only the helmet and scraps of the body material remain. Around his neck hangs a brown crystal rod. Do you think it started brown? The crowd parts to let him through. Oh, this is like the chief. He looks at you in awe, staring at your spacesuit. He points to it then at himself, and brandishes his spear menacingly. Oh, okay. Okay, okay, so let's give him the suit. Give suit to the weasel chieftain. The chieftain removes his suit and dons yours. He's clearly delighted with the gift, and his people are truly impressed by his new wardrobe. He moves about, pointing at various objects, including some of his lesser wives and children, and glancing at you quizzically. Oh, he wants a trade! He's willing to give me his child... Or his wives to sleep with? Or his children to eat? I don't know. I don't know. But I want the brown rod. So point at brown rod. The chief hesitates, understanding you all too well, then reluctantly removes the rod from its string and hands it to you. The chief slips through an opening and disappears. Oh, no. What if he was like... What if he was like... Oh, wait. Or does he want me to follow him? follow chief this is okay in the warren this is an earth and reed burrow within the warren there are many aliens here going about their business the younger ones stare at you and make funny noises there are passages all over the place and a constant traffic in and out the chief alien wearing your spacesuit is here the chief slips through an opening and disappears oh shit um so i guess again which which lets me follow him again uh this is a read borrow traffic in and out okay chief slips through a crowd which parts differentially okay so i'm supposed to be following him so let's say again in the warren uh okay there are passages all over chief alien wearing your spacesuit is here again let's say again you can't follow him until he leaves oh he slips through an opening <laughs> So I just needed to wait, essentially. Oh, man, this wait feature is not intuitive. Again, this is the earthen reed burrow dodging several youngsters. The chief enters a hovel. Okay, so follow again. He travels again and disappears again. Slips through an opening and disappears again. I don't know the word again. Okay. Man, are we just following him like crazy? This place is huge, right? I'm just I'm just hitting again and again. Oh, okay. Center of the Warren. Okay, so now we're in the center. That's finally new words here show up. Okay, this burrow is deep within the Warren and the aliens seem to avoid it. An exit to port leads back to the Warren. The walls are covered with crude but vibrant paintings depicted a, depicting a huge spider, a gigantic mouse, man-sized lizards, and in the center, a being in a spacesuit. You realize that this room is the center of the Green Hall's junction within the ring corridor. In fact, a ladder drink, uh, leads you down to the green airlock. The chief alien is there, wearing my spacesuit. He grins, exposing his pointy teeth and points portentously at the ladder he curls up on the dirt floor and waits watching you with interest oh shit here's what i think happened guys i think that over the centuries um that this culture has grown they've seen these other creatures kind of travel through and the one in a spacesuit that was burned alive that had the pink rod outside um is is like where he got his spacesuit. you know what i mean but they obviously know about the other cultures and the huge spider and the mechanical mouse and the man lizards. No rat ants though. So maybe they're newer things. Okay. Well, let's go down. Let's get to that green airlock. This is the main airlock outer door leading. Okay. So close inner door. Um, open outer door, I don't have my spacesuit so I'm sure it's safe, outer door opens Um, let's go down green dock a plastic umbilical leads away from the port to the green airlock, there's a hook next to the airlock okay, Um, so let's go I guess west in the umbilical yeah Uh, I'm in a plastic umbilical about two meters in diameter which connects to the green airlock the plastic is cloudy Obscuring your view of the outside. Okay, West again. Cargo hold. Hey, guys. We're doing it. We're at a cargo hold. Oh, man. Sorry about this being a longer episode, but I feel like I'm making a huge amount of progress. So this was one, not like last time, right? Right, guys? I made way more progress this time. Cargo hold. This was once the cargo hold of a spaceship and is filled with fetishes of wood and clay, totems in the shape of strange beasts, and a great deal of withered fruit and grain. Openings lead fore and aft, which is east and west. Uh, yeah, no, 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 front and back, north-south. And the umbilical tube is to starboard, which is east. There is a dim illumination from ancient glow bulbs. Okay, A large fragment of black smoked glass from the chief's helmet visor lies on the floor. Ooh, okay. Um, let's go four, like forward, you know. Control room. Okay, this was the control room of the spaceship, which originally carried the not now primitive aliens to the artifact. The control panel was obviously destroyed by a fire or explosion long ago, although the lights here still glow dimly. Outside, you can see the surface of the aircraft. Uh, gazing longingly at that view are the empty eye sockets of a skeleton the skeleton of an alien weasel it is dressed in shreds of a spacesuit and sitting in the control couch scattered around the couch are fresh offerings of fruit and vegetables it's like a shrine to like their ancient god that brought them here and they like recessed into into like primitiveness weird all right Let's get weird. Let's touch skeleton. When you touch the skeleton, its arms fall off the armrest. Something slides out of the spacesuit onto the floor. Oh. Uh, look. There's a violet rod here. Get violet rod. Taken. Fuck yes. Um, uh, let's. uh. Oh, you know what? I I don't. I realize I'm not going to be able to get out of here because i was led through some kind of weird thing Uh, but i do have teleporter pads right so stand on disc nothing happens wait wait stand on disc hey okay this time i think i just had to wait some more because now when i stand on the disc There's a loud click as I step on the disc and then a moment of orientation, disorientation. And I'm in the garage for the maintenance mice. That's awesome. So, so it helped me bypass like the whole like maze thing that I wasn't paying attention to. Uh, I guess let's read this. So, There are several stalls in which non-functional mice are rusting away. Other stalls are empty. There is a chute into which trash could be dumped and a large bin nearby. A maintenance mouse-sized door is in the forward wall. There is a thin red disc the size of a manhole cover here. There is a trash bin full of junk of all sorts here. Someone appears to have been dumping things for years, decades, centuries maybe, and never cleaning them out. So... What happened was the mouse that I had like dropped my shit in front of the red disc he took the thing to the garage, to the to the trash bin and I had the other side so I was able to use it to teleport so that's nice okay um, so let's let's search the trash bin so search bin you have searched through the part of the bin have found nothing of interest okay um, through part of the bin. Okay, so let's do it again. Let's go again. You continue. Nothing of interest turns up. Uh, but it's obvious I need to keep going. Right? So, aha! There's something. It appears to be a green crystal rod. Take a green rod. Taken. Fuck yes. Let's do this again. Put all rods in basket. So the green, the violet, and brown rod are now in the basket. Okay, Um, Let's go exit this So it said forward wall So go north And I'm on room on ring 4 You're between red and blue halls on a ring corridor The corridor looks damaged to port The illumination dim to starboard Man These uh, directions are Kind of rough Uh, Let's go west Uh, But I think I have all the rods Because I have all the green Like the basic colored ones you know uh, in fact, I, let me check inventory. The metal basket contains brown, violet, pink, black, gold, clear, silver. But I also have the green and blue, and I've used the yellow and red. And those were like the four um, like pods on the outside, right? So I think that might be kind of what we need to do. All right. So we've gone west down the blue hall. Let's go North and uh so it's it's just passing places that i've already been uh i'm in a blue hall i'm going to go up to the main shaft of the you know that gigantic room with the interesting uh geography i'm in the i'm in a grassland okay um let's go east to the grassland again uh and you know let's uh let's go let's go back towards the forest now Because I feel like we haven't been there. Let's go. Thin forest. And then um, we're at the base of a tree. Okay. You're in a primeval forest near the base of a giant tree. The trunk is thick, perhaps 40 meters in diameter. And the height is incredible. The forest is dense, so you can't see exactly how tall it is. But extending all the way into the axis isn't out of the question. The bark is so rough that climbing would be no problem. Damn, son. Climb tree, it's like so big that it's just like rock holds. Up a tree. I'm up a, I'm literally up a tree. You're climbing a gigantic tree, one that would make the largest sequoia blush with envy. Fortunately, the bark is rough and climbing is easy. The gravity lessens as you near the axis of the rotation, which also helps. Oh, that makes sense. That makes sense. So I guess let's go up. Top of tree. You're at the top of a giant tree, just below a huge crystalline bubble full of machinery and controls, which lies at the axis of rotation. Out of reach above you is a hatch, which leads into the bubble. Besides the hatch is a silver slot. Gravity has almost disappeared. Wow. Okay, so let's, let's see if we can make it. Let's jump. Oh, shit. You're floating slash clinging outside the drive bubble, a crystalline half-sphere covering the aft end of the circle, blah, blah, blah small knobs like handholds lead up to the surface away from the end of the cylinder okay there's a silver slot that's really the big thing there's a silver slot so put silver rod in slot hatch opens great um let's go in drive bubble oh is this literally the drive bubble like i can drive It's on the axis of rotation, transparent. I can see the tips of the tallest trees. Far off, another bubble, much like this one. The room is featureless gray except for one small white slot. One way out is a hatch, which is open. Floating near a white slot in the wall is a white rod. Oh, that's pretty easy. not even a puzzle, is it? So get a white rod, put white rod in slot. As you insert the rod, the walls come alive with a white tracery of controls. Oh, dials and gauges. In addition, a black slot surrounded by an ominous dead black circle appears. Huh. Uh, Okay. Okay. Let's examine the slot examine black slot black slot is empty I don't have a I don't have a a black rod anymore looking let's go up towards the drive bubble I guess I'm on the drive bubble I'm like on the outside of this inner thing damn that's crazy now I'm like in this weird upside down universe Uh, Okay. So let's jump towards the other drive bubble. I'm floating in the air. There's enormous trees below. There's no gravity up here. Okay. Uh, Let's open the... Let's shoot this thing open. Shoot drive bubble. You're floating. There's a grass field. Okay. Oh, a blast of orange flame issues from the gun, and the recoil propels you out uh, an impressive speed through the air eventually air resistance slows you down but you're still in weightless area near the center of the cylinder uh okay let's let's shoot it again and again eventually air resistance slows you down wow okay oh that's what it was i'm i'm using it as a propeller listeners i'm using it as like a jet boost so it like helped me travel Oh, I see. Okay. So now I'm on the actual control bubble. I'm floating outside a 100-meter crystal bubble, which protrudes from the fore end of the cylinder. Inside, you can make out shadowy mechanisms and odd constructions. There are odd knobs of some sort, which you could use to pull yourself down the bubble. At the other end, you see a drive bubble in the midst of enormous trees. So that was where I was, and now I'm over here. Wow. Okay, so let's go down... We're in the entrance, Um, a small slot, so the entrance is closed, but a small slot surrounded by gold crystal is next to the hatch. Okay, so I guess we have to put the gold rod, man, there's so many rods. Put gold rod in slot. Slides in the slot, hatch opens. Okay. I'm making good progress, guys. Let's go in. And now I'm in the control bubble. It must be the main control room of the artifact. Listeners, I'm in the bridge. The control bubble itself is transparent, and you can look out upon the interior of the artifact. Far off, hidden in the tallest trees, is the matching drive bubble. Okay, so one's like a pilot, and one's like the the engine. The walls are gray except for a single small slot surrounded by clear crystal, which I have. So, put clear rod in slot in in clear slot as you insert the clear rod five other slots appear evenly ranged around the clear one these are colored brown, green, blue, violet and pink hey okay so let's just do it put brown rod in brown slot the 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 ghostly image appears on the wall alongside it, but the clear slot and its contents fade from view. The image is a brown spot, which almost seems to project out the wall. All right, put uh what was the what was the next one? A uh, green put green s- uh, rod in green slot. Uh, when you insert the green rod, a ghostly image appears on the wall. It almost seems to project out of the wall. Okay. Uh, put, what was the next one? Was it, uh, fuck, what was it? I can't scroll up, listeners. Uh, blue. I'm like, put blue rod in blue slot. Same same thing. So I guess we got two more, violet and pink. So put violet, uh, I got a spell right, violet rod in violet slot. Okay, and put pink rod in pink slot. Listeners, I'm colorblind a little bit. Not a ton, but a little bit. And I know that I would have a lot of trouble figuring out violet versus pink. Especially if it was a crystal. Like, how deeply pink can it be, you know? Um, oh, this one's a little longer. The pink screen includes a small square, a large square, and a display showing nearby space. This view shows an empty area with a stylized depiction of the artifact itself. Oh, okay. So it's like buttons, something about buttons, or maybe it's like speed. Okay. Uh, well, okay. So let's press large square. They're like buttons. The view screen now shows the inner solar system. Hey, from the sun out to Jupiter. Okay. So, okay, so let's press brown spot. There was a, there was a, no, let's, let's look again. The pink screen includes a small square. Um, Oh, Okay. The walls are gray, except for sm- five small color-coded slots—pink, brown, arranged in a pentagon. Oh, it's a pentagon. Okay, I didn't know that before. Of the colored slots, the pink one contains a pink rod, and the blue, green, violet, and brown rods are in the place of like-colored slots. Great. Alongside each of those spots, uh, in- alongside each of those, are spots of the same color. Okay. The pink screen includes a small square, a large square, which we have pushed, and a display showing nearby space. The view shows the inner solar system from the sun out to Jupiter. Boy, okay, well, let's press one of the spots. Press brown spot. The view screen now shows the sun, brightly highlighted. Oh, okay, so it's like a selection again. Now shows Mercury, brightly highlighted. Hey, 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 this is great. So let's do it again, and that's Venus, and then finally, Earth. Oh, man. So let's let's press another button, Violet button. Press Violet Spot. It was, a, it was listed as Spot. Press Violet Spot. The highlighted image of Earth now is connected to that of the artifact. Weird. The line... Terminates in the center of Earth. Okay, so it's gonna take me to Earth. No, it's gonna fucking no. This is a fucking trick. We're gonna we're gonna do it again because I think it's gonna like put me in the fucking core of the Earth. Uh, let's do it again. Line termin. Uh, okay, so the line terminates in a parabola looping around the Earth. Uh, let's do it again. Let- there's got to be other options, right? Now connected to that of the artifact, the line terminates in an ellipse. Okay. See, parabola, I would, I would, so it's center, or it's slightly off, which would loop me around and then send me back into space. Or an ellipse where, you know, I would orbit. That's what I want. I want a safe ellipse. Um, all these, so all these, let's find out what the other ones do. So press green spot. The line on display now contains dots which flash slowly, one at a time, starting with a dot, and concluding at earth um, maybe that's speed uh, flash rapidly okay okay so that's good um, which one did we not hit then blue press okay ladies and gentlemen I hit the blue spot now it says oh man I think we fucking did it guys I think we did it. It says, all the displays flash once. There's a sensation of movement as the artifact position itself to follow the course you have set. The artifact under your assured control moves serenely towards Earth where the knowledge it contains will immeasurably benefit mankind. Within a few years there could be human ships flying out to the stars and all because of your daring and cunning. A holographic projection of a humanoid figure appears before you. The being... Tall and thin, swathed, swathed, swathed in shimmering robes, speaks in your own language. Congratulations, you have, you who have passed our test, you have succeeded where others failed. Your race shall benefit thereby. He smiles. I expect to see you in person some day. The projection fades. That's weird. That's weird. Oh, shit. Your score would be 400, total of 400 uh, in how many moves? In 180 moves? This score gives you the rank of Galactic Overlord. End of session. Wow. Wow. We fucking did it, listeners. We've traversed through space. We've solved puzzles. We've reached out to other alien beings and in the end i will come back home with a brand new fortune everything is as it should be wow you've been listening to uh h's let's play the only video game let's play podcast wow wow guys we did it i'm very proud of myself um let's do uh let's do a Bassam h recommends Bassam H. has a podcast, and he recommends things sometimes. Okay, guys, um, this is the end of the episode. I know it ran a little long, so I'm sorry for you uh, listeners out there in listener land. But today, I want to I wanna recommend uh, Turtle Power Pod. It's a podcast with a couple of blokes from America, Bassam and Cranny, and, uh, they listen to, or they watch every episode of, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and they break it down and they riff on it and they have a YouTube channel where you can watch it with them as the, so it's like the audio, but with video, which is weird. Um, but they have that and they eat the pizzas like that the turtles ate. Um, it just kind of brings you back to your childhood a little bit. Um, I've been listening to it forever. Um, it's one of my favorite, probably my favorite podcast out there i think i think yeah yeah i think that's i think that's pretty safe to say so yeah give that a listen but as for now i think that's the end of the let's play we did it we beat star cross um something that's been haunting me for months now i think uh, and i'm glad you could join me on this journey it's pretty great well see you next time later bye <laughs>